You're listening to Boston Strongcast, a place where we talk all things powerlifting, strength, and the occasional scientific nerd session. I'm your host, Kevin Can, the owner of Precision Powerlifting Systems, strength coach and competitive powerlifter in the USAPL. Thanks for tuning in, and let's get stronger together. Hey guys, this is Kevin Can with Boston Strongcast. Um, I haven't done a... I think I've done one podcast in 2021, so this will be the second one. I've reached out to a few people to have some interviews and stuff, but I've been working on a very large project for about, I mean, it's been a year, but it's been something that's been being developed from my being part of sports for over 30 years and just really reflecting on how sports has really helped me in my personal life and wanting to give that gift back to everybody who participates in powerlifting. I think powerlifting is a really unique sport because anybody can do it. So you can literally compete next to world champion lifters on the same platform, in the same meet, and it could literally be your first meet. So powerlifting is a sport that can give these gifts to anybody. And I want to set up a way in which I can do the same thing. So, you know, Alyssa had asked me a while ago now what I'm really passionate about and skill development, high level performance, like that stuff has always been a passion of mine. I love playing sports. I loved playing sports at a high level. I loved the camaraderie, the hard work, the competitiveness. Um, I love watching people at a high level. And it like, it literally, sometimes like when you're watching somebody do something amazing on a professional stage, like it just gives you that feeling in your chest and in your stomach. Like, I love that stuff. It's definitely what I'm passionate about. Um, But what this does for me too, is it cultivates purpose and passion into my job. It gets very tedious over time when, if you're just focusing on trying to get people five pound PRs at a time, and then you're not really developing the skills of them to last for a prolonged period of time in the sport so it just becomes very emotionally driven and when that happens when you have 30 to 50 lifters who are dumping all their emotions off on you it becomes exhausting and burnout is a real thing so you know when things are going well they're dumping all the positive emotions but when things aren't going well all the negative emotions and you're just taking the you're taking all of it as the coach and it it wears on you after a while and i've you know i've been coaching for 17 years but powerlifting I've been coaching primarily for the last six. And there have been points in this journey that I've wanted to quit. That literally I'm like, I can't fucking take this anymore. I don't want to do this. I'll go work part-time doing some construction or something like that that I don't even have to like deal with this stuff anymore. But I'm also not a quitter. And that's something that I pride myself in is my ability to handle adversity. And, you know, I've shared some of my stories growing up and stuff about, you know, my upbringing and the physical and verbal abuse that I dealt with. But sports has always been there. It was there as an outlet and it was an escape for a long period of time. But it taught me so much more. It taught me how to handle that that adversity, to face it head on, and to continuously make progress. So no matter what's happened in my life, when I have been faced with a really tough challenge, sports gave me these gifts. And these are gifts that I think every person should have the ability to to capture and cultivate and it just overall it improves quality of life and it it turns everybody into a high performer in every aspect of their lives and that could be from their job their sport being a a better friend a better teammate a better 
husband, wife, mother, father, whatever it is, if being a high performer, it's a lifestyle. It's not just done the couple hours you're in the gym. And I, and this is a gift that I, I want to give back to everybody. Um, when I started like thinking more and more about where I wanted to take my coaching and what I wanted to I wanted it to be. I've always wanted this to be a competitive team. I even put it in the bio that you gotta you you gotta strive to want to compete at least at the national level. So, you know, to me it gets more serious. People kind of fits with my personality a little bit more. But I haven't been very good at clearly communicating the goals of the team and how to get there. And a lot of the things that I've come up with um, in this, as Alyssa told me, this conceptual model of developing elite performance um, were things that sport really taught me over time. And they've always been present in the way that I've coached, but there hasn't been a hierarchy and there hasn't been greater thought into the development of these pieces. It's just always been as something comes up, I might say something. So I wasn't clearly communicating these these pieces well enough. Um, so I developed this hierarchy system to be able to more clearly demonstrate the importance of each one of these and how each step along this pyramid allows us to strive for greatness. So I'm going to kind of cover this pyramid here, this hierarchy of success for precision powerlifting systems. And I'm going to go over each one briefly. I'm going to do a YouTube video of this too if people prefer that form. Um, so the bottom line of the pyramid, these are the foundational aspects of developing greatness. So of course there are certain physical needs that need to be met. So obviously food, water, shelter. If you know if somebody's homeless, in order to get them into developing high performance, we gotta, you know, you gotta find them a meal, you gotta find them a a place to sleep like there are basic human needs that need to be met first of course and this whole thing is understood that these basic needs are being met so the bottom line of our pyramid the foundation of our pyramid to strive for greatness is resiliency integrity mindfulness student and effort so resiliency is our grit it's our ability to face adversity to stay big when the challenge may get so big it makes us feel small and to be able to stand our ground overcome that adversity and continue to make progress our goal is literally no matter what to face unpredictability head-on to face that adversity head-on to problem solve and to just stand our ground and not back down and the more you put yourself into challenging positions Positions that make you uncomfortable, that's how you build up resiliency. And this is a sport. You can't, you need to be resilient. It's so objectively driven. And it's so easy to compare yourself because of the internet that it gets it gets very hard because progress is not linear. So even developing technique, like lifters a lot of times will watch a video and they just expect it to be perfect the next rep that they do and when it's not they get upset they expect to hit a five pound pr every time that they go to test themselves in their lifts and that doesn't happen so there's a baseline level of resiliency that's necessary to be able to stick with this sport long term but life is like that too there are going to be disappointing situations in life 
that we need to develop the skill to not back down from those challenges, to learn from the mistakes, and to continuously find a way to be 1% better than we were yesterday. I think it makes up the cornerstone of this pyramid for a reason. Resiliency is so important, not only to athletic performance, but it goes hand in hand with quality of life. In research, when they've polled people, the ones who tend to be more resilient tend to rate life as being happier. So, you know, giving the gift of a happy life to somebody is probably as great as you can do. Integrity is being honest with yourself. And obviously with your teammates and your friends and the sport. So if you're in a drug-tested federation, you're on steroids, you lack integrity, right? But it's also you need to be honest with yourself. You need to look yourself in the mirror and be able to positively identify your weaknesses. You need to be able to take criticism from others around you. And you have to always want to learn something about, about yourself. So if we're not honest with ourselves and something doesn't go well, so we don't hit a PR or whatever is happening, we'll never be able to find the real reason and the number one biggest weakness because we'll just blame the coach, we'll blame the program, we'll blame life stressors, we'll, there's all kinds, there's always going to be somebody to blame. And without integrity, you'll always give them the blame and you won't put it on yourself. At the end of the day, your total is on you. And you get the total that you deserve every single time out. And in order to understand that and truly appreciate that, that's integrity. Mindfulness is our awareness of being right where our feet are now. So oftentimes when we're training, we want to compare our past performances or when things don't go well, we have this future predicted outcome that things aren't going to go well. And there's all this there's this emotional response. We lose the ability to stay in the moment. And what you really need to do if you want to be a high performer is you got to be really good at being right where your feet are. And it's a really hard thing to do. With mindfulness, there comes self-awareness. So it's human nature to constantly want to compare ourselves to the past or try to predict future outcomes or compare ourselves to other people. We need to be able to identify when our mind starts leaving the present, when we stop being right where our feet are, and we need to be able to softly bring ourselves back to that moment. It also means we need to learn how to train judgment-free. There is no good or bad, there just is. When we hit a PR and we get all happy and excited and high-fiving, we have a positive predicted future outcome in our brain and that's why we're happy. When things don't go well, the exact opposite happens. We might compare ourselves to the past. Even in the positive one, you're probably comparing yourself to the past. Once you lose your ability to be in the moment, decision-making goes goes away and your ability to learn at that moment actually decreases. So what we need to do is we need to learn to be in the moment without judgment. There is no good or bad, there just is. As we should be as happy when a mistake comes up because we know it's an opportunity to learn to get better. And when we hit a PR, we've also learned something. So one of the things that I've told a few of my lifters is no matter what happens after you hit a top set, whether you make it or you miss it, just ask the same question. What did I just learn? And for a couple of them, what we do is we do self-reflection exercises at the end of training. So once they complete their day of training, they ask themselves that same question. What did I learn today or what could I have done better? 
and it just gets them thinking about the training session. So it helps them kind of stay in the moment, stay in that learning process. Um, but mindfulness is very difficult, very difficult to train, and it needs to be trained more than just in the gym. So like there are mindfulness meditation guides out there in like 10 to 20 minutes. Every day you got to be practicing this. And when you notice your mind wandering and leaving the now, you know, if you're driving your car, be in the moment, really driving your car. If you're talking to somebody, really be in the moment in that conversation. Don't be on your phone. Don't be thinking about what you're going to say next. That's living in the future. Don't think about what you said in the past as living in the past. Be in the moment. Be involved. And if you do that, that's how you develop the skill of mindfulness. Student. So we need to embrace the process of learning. And training is nothing more than a lifelong process of learning. And what that does is when you take on a student mindset, you develop a passion for the sport, like learning about the history, um, understanding where these exercises came from, the actual training process. It just, it helps cultivate passion. And when you have a learning mentality, you understand that every mistake that might be made is an opportunity to learn to get better. Um, it directs conversations in a certain way. Having a student mentality is really important to being able to withstand the rigors of an objective sport like powerlifting that's not linear. Effort. So of course, without a baseline level of effort, you're not going to get better. Hard work is required. But this is more than just showing up. What effort means in the context of this pyramid is stepping outside of your comfort zone every single time you come into the gym. So you need to challenge your skills just a little bit beyond what your skills are capable of every single day. That's effort. Just showing up and mindlessly doing reps, that's not effort. That's just showing up. So again, effort is that finding that balance between the challenge and your skills so that you're putting yourself into situations that make you just a little bit uncomfortable that really challenge your skills to get better so that we can get 1% better every single day. Once we've developed those, we move up to the next, the next level. So at this first level, we have work capacity, technique, intent, and baseline focus. So again, I was mentioning like technique you can't improve if you're not resilient because technique's not fixed overnight. And a lot of times lifters will look at their technique from rep to rep and just expect it to be better on the next rep and then they get discouraged. So right there, there's mindfulness and there's there's resiliency and integrity like learning how to be honest with with yourself being a student of the sport understanding like this is this is how skills are developed this is a long-term process and then applying that effort under those scenarios is required to to build technique and obviously without effort without challenging your skill level and your comfort just a little bit you can't build work capacity you'll just maintain a work capacity so with that baseline effort, we can start building some of these things. Now the intent is now focusing that effort. So it's not just making yourself uncomfortable, but now you're starting to understand the process a little bit. And now that intent is focusing that effort into something specific. And then baseline focus. So what I mean by baseline focus is you have the ability, you're mindful enough to bring your mind back when it wanders. You might pick up your phone and be distracted at times, but you start recognizing it, you start pulling yourself in, you're just, you're more aware. And you're just, you don't have the skill. So there's like a famous picture of Kobe Bryant when he's 
at Madison Square Garden and Spike Lee's like yelling in his ear and he's not even batting an eye. Like that's that's that laser focus, right? That's as high level focus as you're going to get, right? You're not going to be at that point here, but you're just going to be aware of how important focus is and you're training that skill that it, your mind's constantly wandering, but you're constantly bringing it back and you're working on having that positive that positive thinking. So negative thinking is the easiest way to get negative thinking and distractions, the easiest way to get pulled out of flow. Baseline focus is understanding that and trying to get as much positive thinking time as possible so that over time, once we get better at it, we can actually get into that flow state. Once we've hit that first level there, then we can move up. So skill, confidence, and consistent focus are that next level. So once we got those two levels and we're starting to get a good rhythm with them and we're starting to really develop them, this is where you start to see some skill emerge within the sport. So you see the technique, you see the strength showing up, you see the mindset showing up, they're competing better. And high level skill, it's nothing more than a bunch of ordinary skills stacked on top of each other. So those first two layers, those are just those ordinary skills that now we're starting to stack on top of each each other and we're starting to see higher level skill. And it's starting to show in the numbers and the consistency and technique, the consistency and the mindset. They're not trying to use heavy music. They're not huffing caps every time. They're not... They don't, they don't need pre-workout. They, they don't need the situation to be perfect, that they're starting to be able to, sh- to display their strength under any circumstance, under any normal circumstance, I should say, and they're able to deliver that performance. And because of this, they start to develop confidence. So because of their mindfulness that they've been training and they've been developing over time, the focus that they've been training and developing over time, the resiliency, the not being scared of failure, the embracing failure and understanding that there's nothing to lose by challenging yourself a little bit beyond what you're capable of. And that failing sometimes means that you're pushing the boundaries of what you're capable of and that it's a good thing. And we start to see confidence here. So they start to use that fear and the frustration of training as a weapon that's working for them. It's not holding them back anymore. It's it's literally like a superpower at this point where they actually look forward to feeling the butterflies in their stomach because they see bigger weights on the bar and they look forward to those opportunities and they believe in themselves and trust themselves to make the right decisions and do the right things. And consistent focus... Now they're able to focus on a task for a prolonged period of time. They have clear goals going in. They're getting immediate feedback. They're making adjustments. They're really involved in the process. That deliberate practice is really starting to click for them. And then once they continue, they continue to do this and they continue to develop these, these foundational skills, then we start to see poise under pressure. So now it's not just being confident and displaying skill at a local meet. Now they're on a bigger stage with bigger and brighter lights. They're traveling. There are other variables that come into play, but they're always themselves under these scenarios. And they've earned the right to do this by this point. You need to earn the right to do difficult by, and you do this by putting yourself into positions that challenge you slightly beyond your skill set all of the time. It's, and this doesn't mean just in the gym. This may mean when you're at work speaking up about something, not just nodding your head, somebody, you know, one of your friends says something you don't like instead of letting it slide. You do uncomfortable things. If you don't like public speaking, talk to a stranger for five minutes. Like you put yourself into these positions to earn the right to do difficult. 
And once you've earned the right to do difficult, you start to display your poise under pressure. So it doesn't matter what the scenario is, you are who you are as an individual and you execute to the highest of your abilities. And at no point does this mean hitting PRs under these scenarios. Oftentimes when all the stars align like this, that is what happens. But this means you are literally bringing forth your best effort and your best attempts at every single competition under any circumstance, and that's winning at the end of the day. Whether you hit all your lifts and you win the meet or you finish last and you miss some lifts, if you do those things, if you show up and give the best of everything through your training block, and literally you give your best, that's winning. And then at this stage, you start to see the transition. There's still a student. Being a student is a lifelong piece. It's always a foundational piece. That doesn't go away, right? Those foundational pieces, they're stuff we're always working on. We never stop working on any one of these skills. But at this point, they start being a leader. They start, people look up to them and they're like, that's what I need to do to get better. They're not only leading by example, but their words. They know how to pick people up. They help them make decisions. They start to teach them about the training process itself. And then once we bring all of this together, that's when we have greatness. And at no point did I say that greatness is achieved by hitting a certain total, qualifying for a certain meet, having a certain placing in the standings, that's not greatness. Greatness is doing all of these small skills to the best of your ability and always just trying to be 1% better. And then picking up those around you, picking up the sport, helping out at helping out new lifters, doing stuff like that. Like that is greatness at the end of the day. And that's what we should be striving for. And if you take this same pyramid and you put it into your regular life, like you bring it into your job and you work on these aspects at your job, as a husband, as a wife, as a father, as a mother, as a friend, as a teammate, if you apply these skills to all of those situations, at the end of the day, you're gonna have greater quality of life and that is what greatness is at the end of the day. And that's literally what I'm calling the philosophy of PPS is going to be strive to be great. That's literally what I'm going to use for our philosophy is that pyramid. I have my own personal philosophy and I did a YouTube video on that. And I think everybody should have that self-reflection to really understand who they are as an individual because that's integrity is being honest with yourself. It's a foundational piece of this pyramid. And, and these pieces are things that I've developed over time because of sport. And it's a gift that sport gave me. But I think in a lot of cases, I was able to play for longer and at a higher level than most people have been capable of doing. That a very, very small percentage gets to do. Powerlifting offers that opportunity to everybody. It doesn't matter what age you are. It doesn't matter how good you are in the sport. You can still strive to be great. And being great in terms of what numbers you're going to hit or where you're going to finish at the end of the day at, at world championships or nationals or local meets, that doesn't matter. Because if you do these things, you will be the best version of yourself. Your best effort will have been put forward and you'll be right where you should be. And I guarantee you, you won't be disappointed. And ironically, when you start focusing on these aspects and this becomes the process and you become process oriented, this is how you put the most weight on the bar too. This is how you get really competitive. And it's, it's this 
ironic shift where everybody's focused on numbers, focus on numbers, focus on numbers, and it doesn't work out as well as if you just set yourself up for high performance. And literally, when you do this, the PRs come running towards you. But when you try to force PRs, they run away. And they and you start chasing them, and they get further and further away, and it gets it gets really frustrating to try to stick with this sport long term if that's what you're doing. So not only, basically, what happens I think is you just get rewarded for doing things right. Like when you hit PRs, that's your reward for doing things right. And in our program, I actually set it up in a way that it challenges these skills in the pyramid. So with max effort, you're going to miss sometimes. Um, it's going to require you to be honest with yourself. You're going to, your emotions are going to go all over the place. You might be scared. You might be frustrated. You might be happy. It's going to, it's really going to help center you and develop that mindfulness because it's open-ended and we do a lot of heavy singles. There's going to have to be conversations. You have to learn how to make those decisions and become a student of the sport. You have to put forth an effort. That's just baseline understood by everybody starting a sport and it just builds from there so our programs and the way that they are set up when you make the right decisions and your you practice your mindfulness you develop resiliency by doing your accessories at the end by missing a lift learning from it and coming back and working on the things that you need to you're rewarded by prs and it's set up in that way week three where you actually get to attempt a PR in the variation that we've been working on for the last couple of weeks. So when you do everything right, you're rewarded for it. When things don't go well, when you make mistakes, you learn from it. It's literally set up to go alongside our pyramid to greatness. So, you know, we live in a a sporting world where it's an amateur sporting world and it's just it's very program driven and very data driven it's this program that program these volumes these intensities but it's missing the bigger mark of competitive sports and it's you know i was reading pete carroll's book and this really resonated with me it's probably because i was doing this at the same time but he said he's been running the same defense that he learned in the 1970s and that the nuances of playing football can be taught to anybody but it's getting the most out of the people that are doing that, that defense. And I mean, he ran one of the best defenses in NFL history not that long ago. And a lot of those players, I mean, were Pro Bowl players and stuff. So, you know, it's something to really think about. We're so focused on the programs, the volumes and the intensities that we don't develop ourselves. And it's what we bring to the program that matters most. And the program has to have consequences. It has to challenge these these skills that I listed out in this pyramid in order for somebody to truly achieve that greatness and that high performance at the end of the day. Um, again, I'll do a YouTube video on this uh, probably next week. But for now, you can follow me on Instagram. It's KWCAN, our team, Precision Powerlifting Systems. Stay strong, Boston.